This is Drink Spin Run, the RPG talk show podcast. Hey, welcome to Drink Spin Run, an RPG talk show. I'm Don Stroud, and with me, as always, I can't get rid of him, Adam Miskevich. I, you know, I love your confidence tonight. That's it's really it's it's infectious, Don. I, Thank I dig you. it. I dig Thank it. You. Very very pleased with that. Um, yeah, hi, I'm Adam, uh, and with us tonight we have two extra special guests. For our season finale of Drink Spin Run, um, with us uh, as occasional, not as always, but as occasional, is uh, Mr. Mike Evans. Mike, how are you doing, sir? Uh, doing great, sir. Um, I normally like to say the stuff that you people know you for, and people <laughs> I forgot that part when I was introducing you. Um, you know Mike from the Wrath of Zombie blog and his hubris campaign setting for uh, DCC and a bunch of other stuff that's that's trickling out, right? You got your Star Runners kit for White Star. Um, yep. What else? What else you got on the horizon, uh, man? Uh, Cyberhack for Black oh. Hack came out. Right, forgot uh, about that one. And then Death is the New Pink for Into the Odd. Uh, will be out soon. I have uh, Jeremy Duncan doing art for that right now. Very cool. Uh, Fan-fucking-tastic, the stuff he's shown me so far. And then uh, uh, Barbarians of the Ruined Earth, which is for the Black Hack and inspired by uh, Thundar the Barbarian, Wizards, uh, Heavy Metal Magazine, and I'm working with uh, Matthew Adams uh, for the art on that. You, tonight with us we also have Mr. Jason Schultes, who you guys know from the Dungeon Dungeon does that uh, da, 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 Dungeon Dozen blog, um, the Zagorian Hippogriff something or other. Oh come uh, on! I don't remember the whole title. I, it's over there. Uh, it was a zine I did called uh, yeah. Zagorian Lord of the Hippogriffs. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Sorry, I just got Zagorian Hippogriff. That's all I got. Uh, uh, <laughs> What's the penthouse, secret penthouse of the something Playboy? Your close secret party house of the Hill Giant Playboy. Right. <laughs> I think that was actually the first thing other than the Dungeon Dungeon of yours that I read. So how are you doing tonight, Jason? I'm doing okay. And I'm happy you, to be here. You have, you have some stuff coming up on the Horizon 2 coming up, uh, coming to Kickstarter here in October. Is that what I heard? Yeah, um, there's not a specific date set, but yeah, it's imminent. Um, imminent. And that is a... Uh, an adventure called uh, Operation Unfathomable. Yay! Uh, it is uh, derived from my long-running campaign. You've been slowly like releasing stuff, like illustrations from this for a while. I mean, I yeah. want to say years, but oh, it's been years. The, the yeah, campaign okay. just—we just had our fourth anniversary game this Sunday. That was fabulous. Awesome. Very good. All right, well, let's go ahead and we'll get right into it. And I'll start with Jason since you last talked. Uh, Jason, what are you drinking? Ah, well, here I have an audio moment. I am a Philistine, right? So I'm drinking uh, Charles Shaw Cabernet Sauvignon, which is, you know, three-buck chuck, they call that. Oh, Trader yeah. Joe's. So here's audio moment. I'm going to uncork it yeah. here. Oh, there we that? go. Love it. And then decant it into... I didn't have my Scooby-Doo tumbler available from pour it into something here. I don't have, like, actual wine service available at my home, so it's in uh, a glass that I got from some uh, beer sampling party. Excellent. Mike Evans, what about you? What are you drinking? Uh, I just got done drinking a local brew by a, a brewery called Rohrbach. It was their Oktoberfest, and now I'm drinking a Sam Adams Oktoberfest. Don, what about you? I picked up something I have not seen in the stores until tonight. Or maybe I just ignored it. Um, Old Nation Brewing Company. They're from Williamston, Michigan. Where is Williamston, Michigan? I asked myself the same question. I did not take any time to look it up. (laughs) But I've got Two Crow, which is a black sugar stout. You love your dark beers, dude. I like my dark... You know, I'm so tired of IPAs, even though I used to love IPAs, oh. that I've just been drinking, like, Sizers and Meads and Stouts lately. Um, it's just, like, hops, hops, hops. I'm so tired of hops. Um, speaking of hops, 
Adam Miscavige. So, if... Right I'm on. a complicated answer tonight, because right now I'm just drinking shit. I'm drinking, well, I'm drinking my cheap beer of choice, which is Miller High Life. Gross. And I tell this story, it's my cheap beer, what's your cheap beer of choice? PBR. Um, I don't, I don't drink cheap beer. I just drink water. You obviously didn't have a grandfather who didn't spend a lot on beer, and so you didn't steal his, uh, you know, uh, high life <clears throat> from the basement like I did. That's true. <laughs> no one, no one drank when I was a kid. Or now. They're, oh. It's a very dry family. We, we, those of us who recall your uh, our, your right. your part of the conversation on the uh, the uh, Satanic Panic episode <laughs> yeah, yeah. might get a sense of why that was a drive. My family, being oh, very yeah. Polish, pretty mm-hmm. much everybody drank, and it was only a big deal if you stole the your your grandfather's beer if they caught you or if they needed beer and there wasn't any. You know, right? Yeah. So that's that's when it got to be a big issue. But it was also mm. kind of warm because it was just like kept in the basement. So it wasn't warm; okay. it was just like room temperature or like right. Cascade is how they call it. <laughs> <laughs> but before this, before this, we had a uh, Katie and I had a bottle of wine because um, we picked one up yesterday at uh, Little Man Bre- uh, Little Man uh, Winery, just outside of South Haven, mm-hmm. and um, we went there yesterday, and they, there's. A fantastic red called uh, Big Lake. Um, probably not something you can find most places, but really good. Um, you know, uh, dry, very dry red with some smoky notes to it. That oh I really my gosh! Enjoyed. So you can so, tell the difference, huh? I can tell the difference. <laughs> yes, I, I, I have, <laughs> I have the palate of a starving hyena. There's, there's advantages to that. <laughs> you, you don't care, right? I mean, like not much. Know. Uh, I will. I will tell you. I tried the two buck chuck back when, or right after it became three buck chuck, and I was not. You found it wretched. Uh, <laughs> I. I was drinkable. It was difficult to do, uh, but it was drinkable. Um, my wife won't touch it. Uh, yeah. Well, I don't know. Like yesterday, we, we actually just, we did a wine tasting, which was a lot of fun. I was like, oh, cool. We'll take this bottle with us, and uh, we also sat there and drank two bottles of that same wine. Before we left, <laughs> and uh, it was it was a good time. It was a good time, and st- oddly enough, Stan, who didn't have anyone, he was the one who passed out. The rest <laughs> of us. Well, I'm so glad that you didn't pass out. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> let's move right along, shall we? I'm gonna go. Let's go uh, slightly. Adam, reverse order. Hey, Don. Yes. I. Oh man, what have we been spinning? Uh, you know, most of my answers just come from the car. Although uh-huh. I see all these great recommendations on Google Plus and the various rooms, and I'm like, man, I should listen to that. Never have time to just load it up. Uh, so, long answer short, social distortion. I've been rocking uh, uh, somewhere between heaven and hell in my car for like, I don't know, since Gen Con, wow. I guess. Maybe before Gen Con. That's, that's a ways. Well, I don't listen to it continuously. When I get tired of NPR... Yeah, I mean, like, you got to get your Terry Gross time in, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Terry. Terry loves me, I'm sure. Keep t- Internalize that, and it'll be good. <laughs> uh, what are you spinning, Adam? Oh, hey, cool. I get to go before our guests. That's neat. Um, so, I, I made Don listen to this the other day. Uh, I was listening to NPR, and they did a short story about this um, Ethiopian organist who was a band leader at a hotel in Addis Ababa in the 70s and um, he just released an album that was a jam session that he did with another hotel bar or bar or hotel bar band uh, from another hotel in Addis Ababa and it, the guy's name is Hailu Merja H-I-L-U-M-E-R-G-I-A and this stuff is phenomenal uh, just, just really good funky stuff you're gonna link sound, it, right? Uh, of course, yeah. It'll be, okay, in, cool. it'll be definitely uh, every all the music that we talked about is linked in the show notes. Um, it would have been funny if I had stolen that because I totally did listen to that. And whole it was album. great, yeah. wasn't it? Yeah. Oh yeah. It was, oh man. It was, it was killer. It was, it's funky. It's the thing. That guy now, um, he is a cab driver in Chicago. Uh, but you know, I mean, when you're country gets taken over by an authoritarian regime and you're you know a creative type you don't really like to stick around too much so he got the hell out 
you know, now he's occasionally releasing albums that, you know, he's carrying around on cassette, and he's just, like, burning the, like, like get, finding someone to remaster them and put them out. But fantastic stuff, really cool. cool. Um, so the other thing I've been listening to, I just started yesterday listening to this podcast called uh, Drake Spinner. I mean, called... Uh, the, <laughs> it's called, a good one. <laughs> yeah, I heard about that guy. Uh, called uh, The Black Tapes. And um, it's kind of like a paranormal investigation drama thing. Uh, that would be a hell of a lot better if it actually had good acting. Mm. But, um, like... People don't talk the way people do on this thing. They have that like stilted bad actor thing going on. So oh, where uh, the dialogue isn't fucking real at all. Well, the dialogue could be like could be spoken in a way where you or I might say these things, but uh, instead they're like they're read off a page by someone who thinks they know what people talk like, and <laughs> it just it ends up sounding super fake and phony. So instead of being natural, it's really. Ah, it's stilted. But um, I saw Jennifer Bone um, mentioned it on uh, on G+, and she was like, hey, if you dig X-Files, you might like this. And I will say that I got so creeped out listening to this on my drive home last night. Uh, I, I uh, Katie stayed in South Haven last night, um, and I, I was here by myself. So Katie and Stan were gone, and I was here. And um, she had a day off today, so she got to have an extra day out in the fun place. Um, but so I was alone and I've just been listening to a bunch of like paranormal investigation ghost story stuff and I got I was pretty I was pretty creeped out so I had to <laughs> alright I'm gonna give this shit a listen to alright it, it's but the act don't don't like get excited you know thinking that the acting's awesome uh cause it's not I I'm also really like susceptible to getting I love getting creeped out I like certain thoughts just you know just stick with me and I I get uh, I, I'll get creeped out by them, but the first story that they investigate on this in this thing was was just enough, just enough, uh, just visual enough for me to cue into and, and, and enjoy. Okay. So hey, hey Mike, what are you Yo. been spinning? Uh, well, like weird eclectic, eclectic range of shit. I uh, I just went recently to um, Weird Al Yankovic concert, so I've been <laughs> listening to him again. That guy's a virtuoso. And, Oh, I love him. And, and an accordion then, virtuoso, yes. He yeah, is indeed. He is, he is amazing. <laughs> and it was a great concert. Uh, he came up in the crowd and sang to my wife, which was awesome. Uh, uh, I totally would have let him take her right there in a manly fashion and would not have been upset about it. Um, Except it's Weird Al, and I don't think he does anything in a manly fashion. Manly, you're right, but he does it in like a me fashion, so that's totally yeah. awesome. Uh, and and then I just discovered a, a a metal band. They've been out for years, but uh, Russian Circles. So oh I think, yeah, yeah, yeah. I never, man. yeah, never heard them before. And and they were in Missoula, Montana, where I, I'm from originally, and uh, they were phenomenal. Um, and then finally, I've been listening to a lot of White Zombie lately for some reason. Uh, I um, I. I uh, I dip my toe in that pond about every summer. And uh, once Jack Shear did the Planet Motherfucker thing a couple yeah. of years ago, like I just I, he he brought it up and it was summer and like so now every once like when it's when it's just me, yeah. no one else is around. I might listen to some white zombie. <laughs> no, I I, I so am nobody un- makes fun of me. I am unashamed in my my love of white zombie, and I can <laughs> e- I can even do Hellbilly Deluxe. Oh, what, you know I can do it. I can do it. But the rest of his shit is god awful, and then it gets into the, the scum of the earth people, the offshoot, and they're embarrassingly bad. Have you so. heard? Have you heard? You've heard their original, their first EP, right? Food of the Gods. Actually, no, I don't think I have. It's fucking amazing. It is the best thing they did. It's actually, it's really like noise punk, okay. and it's phenomenal. It's not at all like their later stuff. It is like. It's it's right. really artistic and really good. I'll have uh, to look I, for that. Whereas their later stuff is like theatrical, this is more right. like this is actually artistic and, and really phenomenal. I, I don't know, but it was that the band formed, you know, with a bunch of art students. So you know, oh, yeah. uh, that's be, how it be, goes. Because I feel of it with that theatricalness, I feel like I'm going to start listening to more Guar in like the next mm. couple of weeks, which will probably make James Rashi cry a little bit with everything that happened. But um, you know, I think that's where I'm moving with that. Jason, what are you doing? Yes. Um, as far as new stuff, I'm so out of touch. I'm. Uh, 
hopelessly embroiled in the past, you know. And while drawing, I uh, get on YouTube and I'm just cross-referenced from, you know, interest to interest. So I'm I'm all over the map. Um, a band from Australia called King Gizzard and the Wizard Lizard. Have you guys heard of them? Yeah, I know Lizard Wizard. But oh my gosh! Well, anyway, they're a kind of a psychedelic uh, rock mm. band from Australia, and uh, the song that sold me on them was called Head On Slash Pill, and it's like a 16-minute long uh, psychedelic freakout. And I normally don't go in for that kind of thing, like uh, jam bandy kind of stuff, and it's really, that's not a good way of describing it. Um, <laughs> because it's not like about musicianship individually, It kind of uh, something I wish I knew when I was uh, playing in like minimalistic uh, alt-rock bands years ago is that if you have like a couple of mediocre players uh, if you want to add like dynamics and uh, interest to the music you add a couple more mediocre players and yeah. if that doesn't work <laughs> if that doesn't work double that number and so they have like <laughs> just keep going they yeah. have like nine okay players all playing together and com coming together in a way that produces some amazing effects and like unlike uh, most 16 minute psychedelic freakouts you could name if you could name any um, this like actually goes places, you know. It has like a there's there's a structural um, payoff to it all. So anyway, that really impressed me, and I heard a lot of their. I've heard since a lot of their uh, other material, and it is impressive as well. And they just have an interesting sensibility. Hard to That's describe. Uh, and uh, another things I've just recently taken off my black armband uh, because of David Bowie's death, and so mm -hmm. I was kind of obsessively spinning that stuff for a good while and I kind it. of avoided Bowie for a little bit because of like that that spiral that we all went into back in January uh, I'm not going to say like I consciously decided not to listen to Bowie stuff but I was kind of like okay you know I, I, I don't want to say I burned out on it because I think that's kind of impossible but you know like the, let's, let's broaden the horizons again let's listen to something that isn't Bowie for a little bit and then yesterday I heard one of the tracks off his, recent, his new album on uh, the college Black radio Star. station. Uh, I'm sorry? Black From Star. Black Star? Yeah. Um, it wasn't Black Star, though. I think it was that Lazarus song. Mm. Um, that's, a, but, that's a fucked up video, too. Yeah. I saw that. I heard that on the, the college radio station in Kalamazoo as I was passing through last night. And that was pretty good stuff, man. Uh, I don't think there's like a single Bowie album that I categorically can say no good. Like, everything is at least a little bit good. Yeah, I mean, I had to forgive him for the 90s myself, but... Uh. Mm -hmm. I liked the like the outside album, like, the... <laughs> I, but back then, I got to see him, like, that tour he did with Trent Reznor. Yes, uh, and Nine Inch That Nine was Nine. such an amazing show, you know, because it starts off... I don't know like, if it... I don't know if it's aged particularly well. I, I had a during this obsessive period I did want go back and look at like uh, some concert footage from that period mm -hmm. I mean his hair definitely didn't age well no no <laughs> definitely not no bad stuff man yeah but <laughs> the old guy jumping on the techno thing is, was hard for me to swallow yeah yeah, I mean, but you know, I mean, a lot of the '90s stuff he or '80s stuff he did had some electronic stuff going on too, especially like the more shameful, you know, labyrinthy stuff. Was <laughs> Speaking of hair, it, labyrinth yeah. is great for what it is, but I'm not talking about the movie. It, I'm talking about the music. It, yeah, right. His stuff afterwards no, during that time. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, David. That was not a hit in my book. It was a the very awkward is period. So good. Is it? Did you say? <laughs> I said that soundtrack is so good. Come on, come okay. on. Yeah, all right, that's good. Dance. The '80s man. were rough you, on all you the. You remind uh, me of a child. <laughs> yeah. The babe. Sure. Come on, get the lyrics right, dude. All right. Yeah, uh, I don't even know what I'm talking about. Hey, Mike Evans. What are you reading? Uh, right now I'm uh, actually just ordered. Shamefully, I've never read it. I've never read uh, any Jack Vance, so. Mm. Uh, gonna start reading uh, Dying Earth um, and uh, I actually just started reading my friend's dissertation which what's the dissertation on? Uh, it is on Schopenhauer and how Schopenhauer influenced through Eastern philosophy uh, and philosophy shapes medicine so it's, it's just this like 
it like I read I read the, the thesis statement in bloodshot out of my nose. So um, it's gonna it, it's a 450 page document. It's gonna take me a while to get through it. Yeah, I guess. No, that's what I'm reading right now. Okay. Hey Don, what are you reading? Oh, he's he's Mike is muted. I'm oh, here. He's back. Okay. Um, I just finished. Uh, I'd never read this. Uh, well of the Unicorn by Fletcher Pratt. Mm. Oh yeah, I saw you post the picture that. Yeah, it was actually. Uh, I mean, it was it was it was cool. That shit was released like six years before Lord of the Rings, and it's like this total like, uh, like this political weird romp. It was, I don't know. I quite enjoyed it. Uh, so then I moved on to. I've never heard of Joy Chant. Um, Red Moon and Black Mountain. Uh, it's a book in the... Yeah, I remember that one. Yeah, it's, it's in the adult fantasy uh, Ballantine mm. imprint. I'm making a point to buy all those and read them all. Are you getting so, them from that guy in Ipsy with the books or happy like that? You yeah. Homes yeah. And, right. yeah, so don't go in there and buy any. I, I'll stay away. Good, thank you. Are those all pretty ludicrously expensive these days? Um, it depends. I think I bought the Clark Ash and Smith, and they were each like fifteen bucks. Um, the ones that aren't super rare and hard to get are he charges like seven to eight for them. So it's kind of expensive for like a used paperback that was printed it in just, the seventies. It feels expensive. Yeah. yeah, I mean, but the 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 art on the covers is just phenomenal. Like every single one is just. And it's Lynn Carter doing his uh, service yeah. to humanity, you know. Yeah, yeah. He has a nice forward in every one that, you know, talks about how he discovered it and how he felt and why he wanted to print it. It's, it's pretty cool. Neat. I'm done. <laughs> how about you, Adam? Well, how about we ask Jason first? Let's ask Jason. All right, hey, Jason, what are you reading? So, I've not reading much. Um... I find that like when I'm working on uh, creative stuff, I I don't, you know, uh-huh. and, I, and my uh, my waking hours have been consumed with generating material, you know. And when I'm in that mode, I just I don't take new stuff on board. So it's been a while. I I have like the embarrassing pile of books that are like all open to like 50 pages in, that are stacked on top of each other, none of which have uh, been completed. So I'm in that mode right now. And then when I'm depressed and I'm not doing anything, that's when I read. You know? So it's been a while since I've... Uh... Since you've been depressed? Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> it really has. So I have I have little to add in that area. I mean, other than reading you know, articles on the frickin' internet. Oh, that never counts. Yeah. No, it doesn't. <laughs> it's never, never worthwhile, is it? I mean... So rarely. I read that, there was an article the other day about uh, uh, primal beliefs and political affiliation that I thought was pretty enlightening, but um, I haven't read anything substantive in quite a while. Um, On the internet. On the internet. Yeah, yes. Primal beliefs, you say? Yeah, like, um, is is the universe just... Uh, or yes, not okay. like do people get what they deserve and uh, it was a really interesting uh, like like breakdown uh, along political lines you know how sure. the demographics believe certain things uh, and it basically said that um, uh, Trump voters uh, uh, believe the way they do uh, because they view the universe as hierarchical like differences all mean that one thing is better and one thing is worse and that the universe is just, so you get what you deserve. So if something is better, you earned it. So if you have money, you earned that money by being a valuable person, blah, blah, blah. It's all this absolute bullshit <laughs> that, uh, well, that helped, really was enlightening. Helps you sleep at night. Uh, just knowing that there is some logic to the stuff that I see that doesn't make any sense to me, yeah, th- mm. that's all. That's, that's it. Um, so, Don... Uh, I'll answer the question you asked me a little bit. Well, ago. I just finished reading Trump's book, so did you? I'm offended. How was no. it? Fuck, fuck, no, I didn't. Did you read it? I, I say, are you? What's I think wrong I, with you? 
there's nothing wrong with reading like there's nothing wrong with reading like political discourse you don't agree with. Right. You know? No. Um, no, that is true. Uh, I, I I can't tell so you how many. I don't think Trump's books. book approaches being political discourse. No, 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 it really doesn't. It's it's just. And if you've seen the uh, if you've seen the ghostwriter who created that for him, he's got mm-hmm. a bloody knife twisting it in uh, Donald's bag mm, yeah. right now. Yeah. Sorry, Adam. Go no, on. no, no, no. <laughs> If you want to read Trump stuff, do it, man. Just no, I, I buy it. It was, used it was so a joke. He doesn't make any more money off of it. That's what. I, that's there's my ethics for you. Yeah. Uh, what what is Adam reading? I'm reading a shitty book right now. <laughs> I'm not happy with it. Like so, I uh, it's the book I'm reading right now. It's a Kindle book. What is it? It's called The Witch of Bracken's Hollow, um, which sounds like it should be good, right? It's mm-hmm. by a guy named Evan Winters, but um, this is not good, man. I'm just not it's enjoying not. it. Uh, it's like I saw the author like mentioned it on Twitter. It was free, and mm-hmm. you know, but asked somebody who I follow, like, "Hey, read this thing. It's free." And so, uh, like, "Hey, give me a review if you if you have time." I'm not, you know, obviously it's not going to cost you any money to get this thing for free. Um, so I thought, ah, I have literally nothing to lose. And then I realized I have my time. Yeah, time and is money. That's, well, or, you know, something more important than money or something. I don't know. So are you one of those guys that will see it through? No matter I will how. see this through, yeah. Maybe, yeah. maybe. I mean, I haven't even gotten to the supernatural parts of it yet. I haven't seen this freaking witch, and this book is already killing me. Um, if by the third <laughs> chapter I haven't gotten to anything interesting... I am just not sold. It's also, like, I'm totally not the target audience for this, because, like, um, it's talking about, like, uh, a Baptist retreat, you know, and, like, this is something I cannot personally identify with. Like, I can't identify with a Baptist youth youth retreat in the woods. Mm. That sounds like hell to me. So, Don, maybe you read it. That's, like, the first time I kissed a girl was, uh, yeah, summer camp. Nazarene summer camp, yeah, uh, in the woods. Yeah. So I can totally be late. I'm going to read it. Yeah, okay. the only... Well, it's not free anymore, so you got to pay for it now. Uh, <laughs> That's all I got. What, do you, what were you saying, Mike? I was going to say, I, I totally spaced. The other thing I'm reading is Tank Girl. Oh, yeah. I don't know that. What? Tank Girl? It's a comic oh, book? Oh, Tank Girl, Tank Girl. I heard Paint Girl. I was like, what the fuck is that? And then my brain immediately thought about Tank Girl. I was like... Taint Girl is my own private literature that I will not talk about. He <laughs> just said Taint Girl. Wow. Yeah, that's that's not what I it's, said, it's but that's better. even better. That's even better. That's good. Well done. Well played, sir. Oh, man. Never read that. Impressive Jamie Hewlett art, though. Yeah, it's fantastic. I really am enjoying the, the art. Uh, uh yeah, uh, Taint Girl is when you need to pay for meth. But, you know. <laughs> Wow. Alright. <laughs> okay, Evans so. always classes up the show. Yep. I do. Comes here and talks about how it's he almost, uses meth. It's almost like having Bittman on. Oh, jeez. <laughs> I'm just wondering put- what her power might be. <laughs> <laughs> You know what? I'll commission you to draw it. <laughs> Good times. All right. Hey, uh, we're on run now, right? Yeah, we're there. Hey. Uh, <laughs> Don, what are you running? Um, I have not. I don't think I've run. The last time we recorded was right after Gen Con. I have not run any Dungeon Crawl Classics since then. I did play uh, this fabulous board game, El- Eldritch Horror. Mm-hmm. I've talked about it before. I'm sure, love it. Um, played that yesterday you lost because again. I, I lost again. I have, we've lost five times. Who is providing that echo? I don't know because I can't see a bar. Uh, mm. Like I can't see like a yeah thingy. Hey, Mike, say something. You're Boom. muted. Boom. Yeah, it was you, Mike. It's you. Oh, it's Mike. <laughs> I don't know how that's happening. Nope, it's not him. Oh. Because it's still happening. Is it Weird. me? I'll mute. I know. Okay, let's Hello? see. Hello? Yeah. Hello. Jason, it's yeah. totally you. Oh. oh. That's weird. 
Because um, you have headphones on. Yeah, yeah I don't know what happen. to do. This never happens. You must have really loud headphones. All right, oh, can, is it me then? No, nope. no, nope. It's not you. You're good, Mike. For once, it's not you. Um, <laughs> I'm gonna edit oh, all that. It was like out. having high school flashbacks. What, what do you recommend? At all this right, time? all right. So here's a, here's a, a new drink spin run drinking bingo square, and it's been a long time coming. Don says I'm gonna edit that out. That <laughs> <laughs> never happens. Um, all right. Uh, what do we What do we recommend? I don't even know. What? Um, oh, I don't know. Uh, yeah, because you have headphones on; they're clearly working. Yeah, uh, right. I, I, uh, let's just keep going, and maybe if we, uh, if we have an idea by the time we take a break, we'll sort out something then. Yeah. Um, so that's all I'm running, which is kind of to say I'm not running. I am. I think in a couple of weeks I'll start back up. Um, my DCC campaign. Cool. Um, how about you, Mike? Uh, I just got done playtesting Land of the Spirits, and uh, so I decided to move away from that. Uh, I have this weird thing that when I'm writing something, I, I don't want to play it, playtest it. Um, I, I feel I get convoluted with writing versus running. So I started uh, doing uh, Barbarians of the Ruinder. So that's, started that's a, running it. Yep, started running that right. yesterday. Yesterday was the first campaign. That's the Thundar-inspired one. So. Oh, yeah, I saw you post something about it. Yeah, it, little, it was, uh, it was fun yeah. as hell. It, like, uh, getting kind of, like, getting more familiar with, like, the intricacies of Black Hack and what works and what doesn't. Um... And then just getting to see how my players react to such a minimalist system. Cool. How did they react? Come on, uh, don't leave it from us. Don't hide they, these they, I mean, they really, this they really like it. Um, you know, <laughs> I, I, I think that a lot of people don't like Black Hack in some ways because it is so minimalist. But uh, um, that it's the roll under mechanic, which a lot of people kind of shy away from. And I think Adam, you're not a fan of that, if I remember. No, right. I'm not. But okay. I can understand it. Like I, I, I play a lot of rune quests, and I can, for some reason, it works for me in that context. But uh, it still feels awkward. I, I get, I get you, I get you, and and I feel like there's in some way because there's no escalation of it really. It, it, sometimes it feels like there's like a glass ceiling in a way. Um, but the the other aspect that people have a problem with the black hack is that the GM doesn't roll for monster attacks. It's all in the player's hands, and. Uh, you know that that kind of made made me kind of like at first as well, but as I'm watching my players and they roll to attack and they hit and they get excited, and then I'm like, okay, it's the monster's turn, roll to dodge, and then they dodge and they actually get excited again. So they're engaged the whole way of combat. So I really like that aspect of it. See, I I, I did too. I, I saw that. I thought it was really neat. Um, I like the idea of uh, I like. Games that don't make the DM roll dice if the DM doesn't want to. You know, if I just right. want to just say, okay, this thing, this is a new thing you have to deal with, sort it out, that's different. I mean, as well, when you say, like, oh, the monster attacks you, you're not necessarily, like, in Black Hack, you're not having them, like, yeah, they're dodging, but it's, you can interpret it so many different ways. You know, it doesn't have to just be, oh, you dodge the monster's chomp, you know? You can, you can, like, play with, the narrative of how that plays out so many yeah, and I, ways. Yeah, I do that as well. Like, it was like batting with the shield or tussling with the monster and, like, crashing it against the wall. Like, you can make mm -hmm. it much more uh, cinematic, but, like... Uh, well, you yes, can also put the player in control of that as well. Like, right. okay, um, the monster's coming at you. Roll this, roll under here to... You know, and then tell me how you avoid its blow or not, you know? Right. Right. And, and, and then the other thing that we were doing that I was kind of nervous about is we're playtesting my rules for alternative magic casting, which I, I, I took a leap out of Barbarians of uh, Lemuria page, and it's much more freeform casting and through conversation and negotiation. And um, and my players did, my, my the player who's playing the Sorcerer did really well with it last night, and uh, it was a lot of fun and a lot of hilarity, so I'm really happy with it. Cool. Good. Not great. That, that's what I'm running. 
Um, Dan Domi wants oh, to ask us, doesn't, didn't, uh, second edition have a roll under? Yes, all of the ability checks and proficiency checks were all roll under in, uh, in second edition, but that actually started in first edition with the, uh, Wilderness Survival Guide and the Dungeoneer Survival Guide. So when proficiencies were introduced, and then later in Oriental Adventures. There's your, there's your the super technical answer. The more you know! Uh, <laughs> hey Jason, what are you running? Hey, I'm uh, as I mentioned earlier, still running uh, the Operation Unfathomable campaign four years down the road. Awesome. We just had our anniversary session in which I uh, cruelly trapped the players in a haunted house on the moon and uh, then pitted them against uh, many of the people that they and NPCs and monsters and whatnot that they had previously killed. Uh, <laughs> <clears throat> in a nightmare session, back to uh, take their revenge. Still, uh, it, it left that on a cliffhanger, so that's yet to be resolved. Um, <laughs> but you know, they got the opportunity of the, these uh, NPCs and creatures and stuff that they met along the way. Finally, got to spew some of their uh, interesting uh, and elaborate backstories that uh, mm-hmm. they had previously been killed before being able to deliver. <laughs> so yeah, <laughs> it's uh, it was taking revenge. It's, it was petty, but we, we had fun. So, that's cool. I mean, you don't get to do that, right? I mean, that's not a thing that you normally get to do. You don't get to say, like, when they killed this awesome NPC before you had a chance for him to do his cool shit. You Which happens normally... every time. Yeah. It's yeah. so cool that you figured out a way to, to put that all in. Um, yes. So, totally self-indulgent. But it, it, it worked out. And I'm also running a uh, campaign set in a, well, a setting called the Bewilderlands, which I'm working on with uh, Paolo Greco as a, um, we're going to present that as a kind of a deluxe hex crawl thing down the road here. Is that that box thing we saw? It is that box thing. That looked really cool. So yeah, I, um, I got a group together just by happenstance by uh, signing up for uh, uh, Antigen, Antigen Con, however you, mm-hmm. you might pronounce that. Antigen Con? I don't think it's anti-gen con. I think it's antigen con. Is it? Uh, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> but well, it's not. The philosophy is not necessarily anti-gen. Right. Um, it's embracing it, and uh, you know, the, the idea was to include people in it who were geographically unable to attend or for whatever reason. Anyway, um, I, I got a group together via that mode, and um, we've stayed together. We're on the, like the fourth session now. And so that's fun that that's unfolded. And another group of like another like miracle of G plus is like I've been blessed several times with this random selection of like awesome players that just happen to show up. You know, mm-hmm. didn't, didn't necessarily know each other or me beforehand, and um, it's just it's been a great group. So having a lot of fun with that. Anyone you want to specifically say, hey, play with this guy because he's awesome? Oh gosh, too many people to say that about. That's good. It's, I, I feel that way like about like when I, I, when I like to do the, the actual plays for the show and I like to invite our listeners to participate, you know. Um, so it's basically like whoever speaks up first. And man, we have had such a great time getting a weird crew of weirdos together for this thing. <laughs> and, uh, you know, they, I, these. In the, in the between seasons, I'm going to actually finally produce these things for release. But uh, the, we did Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles and Other Strangeness, and they ended up all having uh, basically they rolled mutant lions, and uh, it, it just the the weird synergy of these guys just playing together was just phenomenal. And uh, it, it felt more like an '80s action movie than anything I've ever played <laughs> in. It was so good. Like they just they picked up on that uh, that uh, aesthetic and ran with it. It was great. Yeah, I've had great luck with Google Plus as a weirdo aggregator, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm playing in uh, some fun games right now. Trey Kazi is running a uh, Planet of the Apes mm-hmm. game that I'm actually missing right now. Oh, um, I'm sorry. <laughs> I know, it's, it's a huge bummer. <clears throat> and that's been oh, a load of fun. Trey will never forgive you, and I know that. <laughs> I have already begged for and received his... Uh, his forgiveness in this matter. <laughs> we should have got him on the show too, and then he couldn't even run it. And you wouldn't have missed anything. It would have been nice. 
I know next time you have you on the show, I have Trey on too, so you won't miss his game. And it's it's <laughs> it's an embarrassment of riches. I'm playing in uh, James Maliszewski's uh, one of his TechML games, which is uh, something that had been on my bucket list forever. And it's great to be able to tick that off the list. And he's you know an expert at uh, not only uh, you know confident and uh, you know time tested GM, but um, expert in the in the setting and presenting it to new players, which. I'm, I'm, I'm still, even though I've owned the uh, Empire of the Petal Throne, like the original TSR version, for many years, I found it pretty impenetrable, um, mostly because of the uh, accent marks that are on every fucking word. But um, mm. <clears throat> so it, it's great to be able to do that, and with a, another really good group, really fun group. Um, I'm 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 jealous of you there. I uh, I want to learn. Tecamel and I have no idea how well to first started. you must pronounce Mu'uglaviani yeah right <laughs> you don't, you yeah, don't have really either have of you guys looked at the pedal hack for that I have, I have yeah because um, I that, that go was ahead, shit who's that written by I can't remember his name but Slocum yeah. yeah Brett Slocum uh, he comes to our local convention every year because uh, our con- uh, UConn was the Tecamel convention uh, way back when uh, M.A.R. Barker used to teach it, teach at U of M, and uh, so there's a huge, or huge is a relative term. There are many Tecamel events at UConn. I just need to freaking find one for babies and get in that one. <laughs> I'm terrified. It is terrifying, I, but, I, but I it shouldn't that, be. I mean, it's. Yeah. I, I yeah. heard his approach with the pedal hack makes that more easy like, to like it's it's not the game it's the system it's it's the universe i mean yeah i mean you read enough of it and you can kind of make some headway but uh i i was i just want some i want to just relate a little bit easier <laughs> yeah yeah and you know the thing is that like any other game with any uh, with any kind of setting you don't need to relate that much i mean that that's it, yeah that's how it turns out you know you just throw yourself in and you learn as you go and uh you know, the, the depth that is there is available for the GM to use, and right. it can it can create cool effects and stuff. But it's the, it's not necessary that you master yeah. any of that stuff. You know, Glorantha is kind of the same way. Yes, as is Jeroon. Uh, I've had a lot of people just turn down playing Jeroon with me because of <laughs> it, <laughs> uh, it just like, seems daunting. Like there's so it, much. It's, daunting, but I don't think it's as bad. What's really it has the same kind of root as Tecamel too, so I think they're very like interrelatable since it's, you know, actual actual far future humankind goes out into the stars and, you know, bad shit happens and they get, you know, segregated from the rest of human empire or whatever. Um <sighs> another game that I'm playing in right now, it, it mm-hmm. is cool. It's uh Paul Wolf who uh the yep. mystic, right. mystic Bull is yeah. running a, a World War Two white box game. Which oh, is neat, yeah. and it's because he uh, published that, right? Uh, not yet. Oh. No, it's, you're it's, thinking of the White Star one that he did, the like the weird you're right. the Nazis in space yeah. thing. Yeah, this one he's playtesting, and it's um, kind of cool. He's kind of adopted from um, Paolo Greco's uh, Gangs and Bullshit game, which we uh, playtested at uh, GaryCon. Um, this uh, mechanic of like a week long turn. So um, you can actually like separate the party and go and do whatever you know, recon, gather intelligence, um, attempt to uh, get supplies or whatever, and it's it's resolved in this week that's period. Cool. Yeah, so it's neat. Hmm. It, that's been going well. Andrew Moss wants to ask, which do you guys think is more uh, intimidating, Tecamel or Glorantha? I, I was more intimidated by Tecamel just because of the uh, the philology on display there, you know, mm-hmm. the, the unpronounceability of uh, of those words. Although, it turns out you can't pronounce them. But um, those, a- those, I, I would those fucking that. accent marks, where, man. That's where my hurdle was with a lot of I mean, if you can't pronounce words or your players can't pronounce the words, that's more important. If your players can't pronounce the words, they don't buy in. That's a big thing. It can be a barrier. I've discovered that in my uh, Iron Coast game. So, Adam, what are you running? Yeah, so Iron Coast is uh, one or two seconds left uh, <laughs> before we move. Uh, we're playing this next Sunday, and then 
probably the two Sunday two Sundays after that. Um, but by that time, I'm supposed to be moved already, so I might be just coming back for a day to play with these gents. But uh, there's one word that they can't pronounce. No one can pronounce, and I think it's straightforward because I wrote the damn thing, and uh, it's it's like an ethnicity, right? And no one knows how to say it properly. It's very frustrating to me. Try it. <laughs> Try us. But, uh, okay, I'll, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to <clears throat> spell it for you. Oh, Jesus. Uh, I'm going to put it in the chat here. Yeah, put and, it in chat. You know, uh, and you guys can tell me what how to say that word. Whoever wants to go first. Taha Sataha. Oh, that's Kha close. Sataha. See, I wouldn't put two A's in there. Ah, I only do it for a very specific reason. Because <laughs> if I'm going to put two A's next to each other, there's going to be a space between them, right? Uh, not necessarily. <laughs> that's why I'm going to do it. I'm not saying why someone else would do it, but I'm going to put a space between them. So, Kaasataha. Kaasataha, yeah. Okay. Yeah, and uh, the one guy who plays a character of that ethnicity cannot pronounce it, uh, which is uh, which is fun. So does he always just call it? I'm from crap. He eats just uh, kazazaza. Well, you got to throw like an apostrophe between those. That, that but apostrophe A's. means Elysian. It means that you push things together, not separate them. What about a hyphen? A hyphen could work, or you know, some other thing. I don't know. Or uh, actually, a space in between them. If I was going to do that, then uh, so it's kind of, I don't know. I'm kind of trying I, I, to evoke honestly, like a I would say Polynesian want... Native American kind of thing with it, and you know. Yeah, uh, okay, know yeah, I but mean. I mean, like, also, you look at a lot of their plaques and 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 you know Native American plaques and on uh, reservation land or whatever. And there's all forms of accents on their words. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. I like for that. I would definitely put a hyphen in between if you want to accent the one A between the next A. Might happen in the next iteration of Iron Coast. Who knows? Oh, hey! Uh, speaking of that game, though, um, yeah, I'm gonna. I'm gonna this is a secret. So All Dan, right. don't tell it. Who's watching this? Dan, don't tell anybody. I told anybody about this. Uh, next year, in Mayish, late May, early June, we're doing uh, a gaming camping trip. Right. Uh, and Don and I agreed that uh, DSR is officially kind of sponsoring it. So. Uh, in the next few months, sometime after January, we're going to start putting this thing together. So if you feel like coming to Michigan in the early, not yet summer, late fall, yeah, late fuck yeah, spring. like because this is going to be the new WayneCon, right? I ah, uh, that's that's saying too much. We we might be filling in as a home for WayneCon right now because WayneCon. Uh, is unfortunately on hiatus since Wayne has no place to. Right. Yeah. Because his wife rented out the space. He's all completely rented out. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they finished converting it into studios, so yep. they had to, and you know now now it pays for itself. So that works. Right. Right. So instead, we're gonna go into the woods and get drunk and yell at each other. That's my plan. Yeah, my Pretty wife true. would be so pissed off if I did that because I'd be camping and role playing. <laughs> <laughs> does she like both of those things? She so loves she camping. She does not care for role playing. She does it for me, and she does all the editing, and she does my art and stuff, and that's awesome. She huh? can still come. It'll be fine. She'll work out. And, It'll be good. And, yeah, and she contributes a lot to it, and, and you know whatever. But um, you, must, you must ask. But no she more loves of camping, her. and she has to drag me tooth and nail to go camping. <laughs> I don't know if I said something similar, but I could say something similar of my situation. She likes camping. You don't like camping. Yeah. Mm. And I would, and I would be on like you know probation if I'm like yeah I'm going to do this thing. What? So now you're not coming? Damn it, Tom. I didn't you're say that. Trouble. I didn't say that. Okay, you can bring Rachel. It'll be fine. Yeah, she'd love that. Mm -hmm. She will. It'll be awesome. We'll go canoeing and stuff. It'll be great. We'll pretend it's a role-playing event. <laughs> that sounds awful like LARPing. And we're not a LARPing. No, no, no. No one will be wearing elf ears while they're canoeing. That'd be dumb as hell. Oh, it's funny how arbitrary that line is, though. <laughs> really is. Really is. 
Uh, <laughs> we're not drunk, we're LARPing Vikings. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, uh, we've, we've managed to uh, manage to cover our subject matter. How about that? Isn't that great? That's good. In a good amount it's of time. It's our job. I think Man. we're good. We got the first hour in. Um, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for being here. Uh, our, sorry, you gorgeous listeners, thank you for joining us for this. Are there uh, any? There, well, yeah. if there aren't any oh. now, there will be when we release this as an audio yeah, the, podcast. Oh, there, yes. are, there are several people watching us, um, two of whom have left con- uh, comments that we're going to ignore. Um, oh, nice. Yeah, because they're not about us. They're about the thing that I was just talking about. Um Ladies and gentlemen, or gorgeous listeners, thanks for listening. Uh, Jason, thank you so much for being here. It's hey, been thank a, it's you. a pleasure to actually finally meet you, man. I've been admiring your work for so many years. It's really cool to put a voice to the <laughs> to the, the the name. Yeah, uh, Mike. Thanks, man. It's it's uh, always fantastic to have you here, sir. It was one of those things like I, I realized I hadn't talked to you in a while, so it was like, hmm, let's get Mike on. Yeah, no, I appreciate it. I haven't had a chance to talk to you in a bit. Uh, and Don, my lovely co-host, thank you so much for doing the things you do, man. Uh, you're welcome. Bef- and thank you. Yeah, before we go, I do want to say also a quick thank you to some of our patrons on pa- Patreon. How do you say it? I say Patreon. 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 Yeah, Patreon. I always, I always uh, being Polish, I put the pen- the accent on the penalt, so second to last syllable, because mm. that's how we do uh, so I want to thank uh, I'm going to mix this up I'm going to go backwards I want to thank Tim Callahan Myth Horde Kevin Nielsen or Nelson sorry Kevin I mean to screw that up or Keith holy shit oh. that wine <laughs> is doing its business it's Keith Nelson sorry <laughs> Keith I'm an ass you're welcome to hit me if you see me at a convention uh, and, and Forrest Gary um, thank you so much guys for supporting us over on uh, whatever you want to call it uh, have a wonderful evening uh, we really appreciate you being here with us. Night, everybody. Bye-bye. <laughs> Thanks for listening to this episode of Drink, Spin, Run. If you like what you've heard, share us with your friends, leave us an iTunes review, or email us at dsr at You can also support us at patreon.com slash dsrcast. Our theme music was generously provided by the band Blue Snaggletooth, who you can find at bluesnaggletooth.bandcamp.com. Once again, thanks for listening, and we hope you join us next time, you gorgeous listeners. 